0: Sunday, we're looking at Jesus the King and his triumphal entry. And, unusually, this year we've got something to compare it with, in that next month we've got King Charles having his coronation. And, well, I was going to say, unless you're very old, you don't remember... Queen Elizabeth in 1953. But even if you are old enough, you didn't have television. So you wouldn't have seen it anyway, unless you're actually in England. So this is something that's a one-off for most of us. And I'd like to talk about that and then look at Jesus, because Jesus' kingship is very different to that of King Charles. And his coronation at Easter is very different to King Charles's coronation next month. So you might wonder why it's taken so long between the death of Queen Elizabeth and the coronation. Well, there's a time of mourning, but there's also a lot of preparation because absolutely everything is planned. Everything is planned down to the last second. Where everyone is seated is planned. Where all the big yellow candles are going is planned. All the the invites, who can come, who has to stay outside, that's all planned. And they have to get everything ready. Everything's got to be clean and sparkling Everything has to be the best of the best of the best for the coronation. And um, I was looking up to see which coach the king would arrive in. And it's normally the big gold one that's always been used. He's not using it this time. He's using it afterwards to get from the abbey back home to the palace. But apparently, because it's 170 years old... It's dates from before the invention of suspension, and Queen Elizabeth said it's really terrible, but at whatever he chooses, and I assume it won't be an uber they've got over he's got over a hundred coaches, Buckingham Palace has got over a hundred coaches that they can choose from, and the last two, and they might be you know, one of them might be what's used, uh, were made here in Sydney by a fellow called Jim Frecklington, And so special. All the woodwork is from special bits of wood. So there's a bit of um, Lord Nelson's boat. There's um, the armrests are from the, the last um, royal ship. There's bits from all the major cathedrals. There's a bit from the sled from Scott's trip to the Antarctic. There's a bit from the, um, the table that they signed the American in, uh, Declaration of Independence on. I'm not sure why that's there. Maybe they're glad to be rid of them. I'm not sure. But everything is special. Everything. The metalwork, they use a lot of um, uh, military things. To, to represent the, the common man and the sacrifices of the common man. So there will be bits from a spitfire or a, a mortar or whatever. But it's all been specially selected. Everything has to be perfect. Everything is very valuable. That, um, the gold one, when that was built, it was the, the cost was the equivalent of $5 million for a coach that gets used every 30, 40 years maybe. Wow. It's very special. And King Charles will have marvellous clothes and there will be cushions and everything will be comfortable for him and people will give him great honour. And I'm not arguing with that. But wherever he goes, people will be kept away. Not be a, it, it's not open to the public to go up and say, oh, hi, have a good day. No, everything's kept aside. And there are soldiers, guards, they will be everywhere. And they'll be controlling the crowds. And they'll be making sure that no one gets too close to the king. But Jesus, the high king of heaven, he had a different approach. And his coronation, you'll see, is very different to the way the world does coronations. So let's have a look at that passage. We we had it read to us before, but we'll have a look at it again. Right, good. As Jesus and the disciples approached Jerusalem... They came to the town of Bethphage on the Mount of Olives. Jesus sent two of them on ahead. Go into the village over there. As soon as you enter it, you'll see a donkey tied there with its colt beside it. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone asks you what you're doing, just say, the Lord needs them, and he'll immediately let you take them. This took place to fulfil the prophecy that said, tell the people of Jerusalem, look, Your king is coming to you. He is humble, riding on a donkey, riding on a donkey's colt. So this is very different, isn't it? I mean, a donkey. Why a donkey? Well, it's to fulfil a prophecy. True, from Zechariah. And by doing this, Jesus is saying, I am the king. I am the king of the Jews. And so everyone knew that. And come a Good Friday, that was the, the charge on nailed to the top of the cross, the king of the Jews. So he was claiming that, but why would that be a prophecy in the first place? Why a donkey? Well, the thing is then, the general horse, the uh, general horse. The general mode of transport for the king was a horse because it was big, it was powerful, it was fast. So the armies always had war horses. No army had war donkeys because, you know, they were beasts of burden. They, They were slow, they were little, they can defend themselves. I don't know whether you can actually coerce them into being involved in a war with, with others. So by using a donkey, Jesus the king was coming to say, I'm not a king of war. I'm a king of peace. Jesus was saying that God's salvation, God's kingship, was not about power and coercion. It was about gentleness and invitation. Very ordinary. The two disciples did as Jesus commanded. They brought the donkey and the colt and to him and threw the garments over the colt and he sat on it. Most of the crowd spread their garments on the road ahead of him. And others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. So you know, it's, it's just off the cuff, you know, whatever's handy, throw it on the road. It's um, a, a symbol that you, um, of submission that you don't want all the dust kicking up into Jesus' face. And, um, but they just put on what they had. It wasn't planned out ahead. There was no red carpet. There was no big procession. It was just people giving what they had, what they had there. And it says Jesus was in the centre of the procession and the people all around him. So instead of the way of the world, a king has to be... Away from everyone, above them, separate. But Jesus is right there in the middle, all around him. If you're up there on a war horse, you can't really touch someone. Its not He can. It's not easy. But on a donkey, you can. Jesus was approachable. He was one of them. All together. He could have, as the the king of heaven, he could have demanded, he could have expected all the glory that King Charles has had and X times that amount. Nothing would have been too good for him. But he was happy, no, I want to be with you. I want to be down here with my people. The people were shouting, praise God for the son of David. Blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Praise God in his highest heaven. Now, it's interesting to praise God. You You may know it as Hosanna. It's got a different meaning to what it... Had originally because the original meaning is save us save us now but i'm not saying it's wrong they're confused they've mistranslated no it's just that when we call out save us god's already thought of it he's already done something he was already planning to save us he is already doing something you look through the old testament the 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 prophecies of God coming to save his people are all there. And in Jesus, he's taking action. And he is saving us. So the thought of save us, praise him, it's not a conflict. It's just that they're so closely linked that you can't get the words out to save us before you're already at the point where you're saying praise him, because he does save us. He has saved us. And so the two meanings just go together. The entire city of Jerusalem was in an uproar as he entered. Who's this, they asked. And the crowds replied, it's Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee, the prophet. So... One of, the, uh, one of the other Gospels mentions that some of the people came out from Jerusalem because they'd heard of Jesus healing and uh, resurrecting Lazarus and they, they came out. So you've got three groups of people here, but they're all headed in the same direction. You've got those who came with Jesus, his followers. And we looked at that a couple of weeks ago in John, where we had that, where they were trying to convince Jesus not to go up to Jerusalem for Passover because it was too dangerous. Stay out here in Ephraim, stay out here in the country where you're safe, you still do good, you still talk to people, but it's a lot safer. And Jesus said, no. I'm going to Jerusalem. And you have the, the words of Thomas who said, let's go with him, we'll die with him. They knew the danger. They knew the danger, but they went with him. Where were they headed? They were headed wherever Jesus went. And the second group is the group of pilgrims. You see... At Passover time, people would try and get to Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover, to celebrate the God saving the people of Israel, bringing them out of slavery in Egypt and and giving them freedom, giving them their own country. And so they'd all help head to Jerusalem. Jerusalem. And as they were going, they would sing songs. They would sing from the Psalms, all the songs about God's saving grace. And you find that that bit that we were just talking about, where where they were shouting and singing to Jesus, that's what they were doing. And uh, in, in John, they mention another song because it was a long walk, and they just everyone would start singing but they were singing songs to Jesus, songs of salvation. So those who were looking for salvation found themselves heading towards Jesus. Those in Jerusalem who you would think would be the destination, because that's where the temple was, that's where God lived. Those who were in Jerusalem... They too, not all of them, some of them also came out. They were headed towards Jesus. So all of these groups, all of these groups were headed towards Jesus. But where was Jesus headed? Well, let's have a look at a bit of the, um, the psalm that people were singing. It's Psalm 118, it starts at verse 19. Open for me the gates where the righteous enter and I will go in and thank the Lord. These gates lead to the presence of the Lord and the godly enter there. I thank you for my prayer and giving me victory. We'll stop there. Where was Jesus going? He was going to open an entry for the people to an entry to the presence of God. He was going to break down the wall of sin that separates us from God's presence. That's where he was going. The psalm goes on, the stone that the builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing and it's wonderful to see. Peter uses this verse when he talks about Jesus being the cornerstone, the cornerstone of the temple, the cornerstone of where God is. And he says that each one of us is a stone and we all depend on the cornerstone. We all align ourselves with the cornerstone. This is the day the Lord has made We will rejoice and be glad in it. And then this, please, Lord, please save us. That's what we're talking about. Hosanna. Please save us, praise God. Please, Lord, give us success. Bless the one who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. The Lord is God shining upon us. Take the sacrifice and bind it with cords on the altar. Where was Jesus heading? He was heading to the great work of salvation. He was heading to opening up the opportunity for us to enter into God's presence, for us to be forgiven, for us to be part of his kingdom. And our response, where should we be heading? We should be heading towards Jesus. Wherever we're coming from, we need to be heading towards Jesus so that we can call upon him to save us, praise God, knowing that he will do so. And it's not going to be fancy. It's not going to have the glory and the riches that the world offers. It's going to be very ordinary and very uncomfortable And it might take us in places that we're scared of. That doesn't matter. As long as we're headed towards Jesus, as long as we stay with Him, He will save us. Praise God.